it's Ronnie Davis, and you're listening to Eating More, the place to be if you want to learn how to stop eating in ways that make you feel like crap, if you want to end the weight and food war, and start reimagining healthy eating and living. We'll show you how to change your mind, your food world, and your life with less doing and more being. That girl was fat, and I hate her. One of my clients said that on a call one day about herself, well, her little girl self, and it broke my heart. See, one of the first things that I do with clients is encourage them to practice self-compassion and kindness. You know, just extending themselves the same basic human compassion and kindness that they would anybody else. Very much the opposite of what most people who struggle with weight and food are used to, right? After all, when it comes to our weight and food habits, we are programmed with messages like, you just have to want it more, be more motivated, build your willpower muscle, try harder, work harder, be better. Now, maybe to some, it sounds easy or silly, this concept of kindness and compassion, and it's hard to understand what the hell those two things have to do with weight and food struggles when we are so programmed to believe the opposite. But see... Just extending yourself some basic human kindness and compassion really does end up being one of the most important things to do when you've struggled with weight and food for a long time. Or if you're a human, for that matter, even if you're not struggling with weight and food, but especially so if you're struggling with weight and food, it's also the hardest. And some struggle more than others with this simple concept. Personally, I struggled really hard with it when I first started trying. I hated myself. I hated and was ashamed of every single thing about me, and I didn't think I deserved any kindness or compassion. But I knew that if I ever wanted to change the way that I felt about myself and the way that I was treating myself, I had to figure out how to find some. So I started picturing a little girl version of myself when I felt like I needed kindness and compassion. If I couldn't give it to me now, I would pull up a mental image of that little girl who didn't do anything to anybody, right? And I would direct it that way. And it worked. It's a trick that I've also been using with clients ever since. If you can't give yourself the kindness and compassion and even self-love, that you feel like you need in any given moment, try picturing a younger version and giving it to her instead. But the other day, this woman, like many others, said, little girl me was fat. And I hate her. How am I supposed to give those things to her when I hate her too? It broke my heart. But it didn't surprise me. And as I think about it, it makes me angry. It makes me angry because this beautiful lady was not born hating herself for her belly roll. She learned to, just like you did, from our stupidly broken society. And she has carried that belief around with her every single day since From the time we are old enough to make any kind of sense of the world around us, we are taught that fat is the enemy. Mothers have been taking their kids to Weight Watchers meetings with them to get publicly shamed for the number on the scale since they were seven or eight, 
doctors publicly shame moms and kids for their weight all the time. We've been warned, better not eat that. You don't want to get fat, do you? As though it's a fate worse than death. While simultaneously being taught, by the way, that food fixes everything. What's wrong, honey? You're sad? Here, have a cookie. Sore throat? Here, have some ice cream. We've watched as weight loss at any cost has been rewarded. Those who lose it are treated like royalty, showered with praise and attention and acceptance. While we watch those who gain get whispered about behind their backs for letting themselves go, or worse, they get openly teased and made fun of to their face, often even by family and friends who are supposed to love them and claim to do it out of love and concern. Our society has programmed us to believe that fat is the enemy and thin people are somehow better than those who are bigger through millions of micro and macro aggressions over the course of our whole lives. And here's what happens as a result. Tens of millions of people, big and small, all over the world are wasting literally their entire lives desperately trying to fix their fat problem so they can feel more acceptable to the current narrative that size and shape determine human worth. And that when they put on a pound, they hate themselves. It is all so unbelievably toxic, damaging, and counterproductive. And it fuels the exact, quote, problem our population is obsessed with trying to fix because the individuals behind the war that we have waged on fat are going through hell their entire life hating and rejecting themselves. And I know because I was one of them. The stories they tell themselves about themselves end up looking a whole lot like this. I'm worthless and unlovable if I'm not skinny. I'm a failure if I gain weight. I'm useless and stupid. I ate bad, so I am bad. I'm an idiot because I let myself go. I'm disgusting and don't deserve to feel good or be treated well by myself or others. Those all came straight from my head years ago. I thought all of those things for most of my life. And you may be thinking, you know, good. How else are people going to get motivated, you know, to get healthy and lose the weight? You may even follow that thought with the typical, I'm just worried about health. Bullshit. But think about those words for a moment and consider how they make you feel. Now think about the impact of hearing them running through your head on autoplay, both consciously and unconsciously, tens of thousands of times a day, every day, for years or even decades. That is not healthy. Because we believe the things that we tell ourselves. And if we're telling ourselves that we're worthless and unlovable and failures because of extra body fat, we believe those things to be true of who we are, what we're worth, and more importantly, what we deserve in life. And we treat ourselves accordingly. That woman that I spoke of a minute ago, like tens of millions of us, she struggles to feel anything but hatred for the little girl who she thought was fat. The little girl who doesn't even physically exist anymore, but is built into the fabric of who she is now and how she feels about herself now because she's carried those stories, feelings, and beliefs into adulthood. So did I. 
And I'd be willing to bet so have you because we all do. So now she doesn't prioritize herself. She does everything for everybody else while ignoring what her mind and body need until she has no physical or emotional energy left to do anything else. And then when she can't seem to muster the energy or willpower to force herself into following somebody else's stupid food rules to, quote, fix her weight problem, she hates and berates herself even more, and the cycle just keeps feeding off itself forever. Nobody in the history of mankind has ever thought, I'm such a failure, I think I'll do something really nurturing and kind for myself and my body today. That's not how those stories work. That's not how the shame that they create works. Because we treat ourselves how we believe we deserve to be treated. When we associate our happiness and our worth with our weight, weight gain makes us feel less worthy. And the less worthy we feel, the less health-promoting behaviors we engage in. We don't move our bodies unless we decide we want to lose weight because we don't prioritize our health. We only care about the things that we think we have to do as punishment for weight gain and to whip our bodies back into shape. Corporal punishment is literally built right into the way that we talk about it because we're treating it as punishment. And because we're treating it as punishment, we can't stick to it. We eat and overeat things that make us feel like garbage and gain weight on autopilot, as habit, as punishment, as reward, to numb and soothe, to celebrate, to mourn. Whether our bodies need or want those things, who cares what our bodies want anyway, right? We've spent decades hating, berating, disconnecting from, and learning not to trust those. Who cares what they want? This is why stories matter. That's what they have to do with weight. This is why the entire weight loss industry has become such a joke, except it's not even a joke because it's toxic. We have to stop demonizing and prioritizing weight. We have to. Instead, we have to shower ourselves with kindness and compassion If we hate ourselves too much to consider doing that, we've got to shower that younger version of ourselves with it. And if you hate that version too, just keep going to the youngest version that you need to in order to find a version of you that you can feel some compassion for. If that's you in the womb, then picture you in the womb. Just keep going to the youngest version of you that you can, that you can muster that feeling of compassion for. Kindness and compassion are so heavily built into this process of healing because we cannot change self-punishing behaviors until we stop believing we deserve to be punished. If you want to change your weight, your health, or the relationship that you have with your body or food, you have to change the way that you feel about yourself. And you cannot do that while berating yourself with stories of being worthless because of what you ate or what the scale says, it'll just never happen. You have to stop rejecting parts of yourself. Since rejection writes those stories in the first place, and start working on the way that your brain is wired, changing those thoughts and stories that create the beliefs that drive those self-destructive habits and behaviors. And you gotta tune into your thoughts and the wisdom 
of your own body with kindness and compassion. When you stop focusing on weight and weight loss and how much you hate your body and instead focus on shedding those stories and the beliefs that cause the destructive choices and start approaching your body and your life and yourself with kindness and compassion, then and only then do you have a shot at actually shedding the physical and most importantly, emotional weight that all of that stuff has created. It all just eventually becomes an effortless side effect, really. You've been listening to Being More with Ronnie Davis. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about embodied cognitive eating training and access free resources, visit www.ecet.online.